This is How Did I Get This Far? And this is part one of a two-part bonus episode. Get to know more about me, your host, and the Tea with Tash podcast in this special podcast collaboration. Hello, everyone. I'm not going to say welcome to the Tea with Tash podcast because today is a very special collaboration episode. We are here with Amanda. I'm so excited. We both collectively have been trying to do a podcast to collab with a different podcaster to chat about the podcasting world and both of us are fairly new like she started just after me so we're both quarantine podcasters and we're just here to well on my end we're spilling the tea on podcasting for hers we are trying to figure out how we even got here that's what we're trying to figure out how did we get this far is her podcast you guys can find it on every platform amanda welcome to our collective a conversation Thank you so much. We are here to get far and get the tea. We have so much to cover. So I'm excited for you to share your information with my listeners and also for everyone to get to know us. My, my podcast doesn't really talk about me very much and I love talking about myself. So I am ready to go. If you met any one of my friends or my family, they'll tell you that I love to talk about myself. <laughs> I might cut you off. That's just my style. That's just how it is. <laughs> Um, I won't because I like you, so it's fine. We actually had a really nice conversation before even podcasting, and we were on the phone for almost like an hour yeah. just talking about trying to plan this episode. <laughs> so I want you to tell my fans what your podcast is, what it's called, what you focus on, and then we'll go from there. Sure. First of all, I love the way you say fans. There's like an accent. Fans. Really? Oh, you're not, now you're saying it differently. Okay. You you said it with like your pinky up. You were like, fans. Tell my fans. <laughs> Okay, now it's British. Anyway, hey everybody. My podcast is called How Did I Get This Far, which was very carefully decided with a, a survey I did to decide what I wanted to call the podcast because I truly don't know how I got this far and everybody can probably relate. They don't know how to do a lot of basic things. I certainly grew up getting away with not doing a lot of basic skills, using my charm to get people to help me, um, whether it's getting an oil change, installing a shelf, making hard-boiled eggs, registering to vote, buying a car. Like, we never learn that stuff. So true. And sure, there's YouTube, and YouTube's amazing, and I'm absolutely not trying to replace YouTube. I'm trying to help people learn things, and myself, before it comes time that we're panicking because we have to figure it out. Like, we don't really YouTube how to buy a car until we're about to buy a car. Totally. But what if there was a way where we can kind of get familiar with it, understand it, before it's time to have that moment in our adult lives. So that's kind of the concept. We're trying to figure out how we got this far and now trying to better ourselves for the future. That's so smart because you just brought up like pretty much everything you just said. I still don't know how to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got to the whole boiling eggs thing and now I ate them so much that I just can't eat them anymore. So oh, that, that's so that, is the, that is the con of learning new things. <laughs> You do one keto diet and it ruins everything for you. I can't eat chicken either now. Like any sort of like pre-made or day-old chicken, the smell alone. And my boyfriend is a bodybuilder or was. He's done a couple competitions and stuff. So he like pretty much boils his chicken to eat every day. And I want to throw up. Well, that's disgusting. That is not the way to treat a chicken. It's so gross. I'd rather starve. <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on from this conversation. <laughs> let's have everyone, let's have my fans here from you now. Uh, tell us about your podcast. 
Um, so my name is Tash. Um, I run the Tea with Tash podcast. I'm based out of Vancouver in Canada, not in Washington. Um, a lot of people get that wrong because when I try to have people on for guests, they're like, oh my God, you're in Washington. And nope, I'm in Canada. <laughs> Anyways, I run this podcast here in Vancouver and I just started it because I had gotten into podcasts through my boyfriend and just listening to a lot of things like I listen to a housewife podcast. I listen to Caitlin Bristow. She's one of my favorite podcasters who is also Canadian, which was kind of one of the driving forces to me starting my own um, and I'm just the type of person that has naturally a lot to say. I love to be in the middle of the conversation. I love to be the highlight of the conversation. Like mm -hmm. you and I spoke about earlier, I love to talk about myself. I love to talk about my experiences. And if somebody can gain any sort of experience from my experiences, then like, I'm good. That's all I want is for someone to learn off of my mistakes. Um, so I try to have a lot of guests where I can learn something new. And if not, then try and teach something new myself or just have a real conversation. I love to prioritize my friends and my family on this podcast as well. Cause as much as I would love to have, you know, the Caitlin Bristows and the singers and the, all that it's sometimes, especially when for small podcasters like us, it's not reality. And I don't know what more realness you can have than from talking to a mom or from talking to a best friend who's going through a hard time or just talking about their career. So we like to spill the tea about everything here. That's my kind of niche. We spill the tea on everything. Um, sometimes it's tea, sometimes it's tequila. It just depends on the day. <laughs> and I just like to have fun, honestly. Like this podcast today is about podcasting. And I feel like because you and I are so new at this, that we've experienced things that Maybe someone who's listening right now wants to know, well, how the hell do I get started? Or how did you get started? And that's what we're here for today. And that's exactly what we wanted. So I'm excited. Yeah. And something interesting that you brought up, the idea of, do you want those big names, those big stars? And I don't think it's out of the question. You absolutely could get Caitlin Bristow. Yeah. Uh, you can absolutely get her. I mean, I actually had Ben Higgins on my podcast and I recorded with him before I even launched. And I had emailed his company not even thinking about it ever again, because there's like no way that I'm going to hear from him. And then when I did hear back, I was like, okay, I can shoot for the stars sometimes because this is happening. I think this is working out. But you bring up a good point, though. You don't always need that. And I kind of struggle with debating if I want someone with followers or if I want somebody that's like recognizable because that's not my podcast. My totally. podcast is about basic skills. And the really awesome mechanic down the road is just as qualified of a guest as I mean, I don't even know if there's a famous mechanic out there, but like, it, and that's kind of my debate is do I really want to hurt for that or not? Totally. And yes, there are famous mechanics because my dad watches every single show. Let oh, me tell you. Yeah. Oh my God. Look how clueless <laughs> I am. So it's a balance. I want somebody that is a mix of great personality. I don't want someone dull to be talking because it's already usually a dull topic. Yes. And then I want someone that is a reliable source, like someone that has the experience. So there's so many different bloggers or someone that I could reach out to, but ultimately if they don't have a skill to educate, I have to keep the integrity of my podcast. And that's really important to me is to make sure my goal of educating us on basic skills is the forefront of my show. Yeah. And I don't think people realize like actually how much work goes into a podcast because people who are just sitting and listening to this are just like, okay, I'm listening to it. You guys are having a conversation. How hard can it be? But 
the backstory of emailing each other Instagram message and being like, Hey, my name is, and this is what I want to do. And you were so gracious enough to be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's still a lot of work. Like we're on two different time zones. Like you're in New Jersey. That's something we had to figure out. And like I told Amanda, when we first started, I'm like, I'm not good with time zones. So you need to tell me when to be ready. <laughs> like that takes time. Or when I do have a guest, I just recently did my first like in-person socially distant guest appearance and I rented a studio and we did a whole thing and you have to figure all that out now you have to not that I cared about the money but you have to pay for a studio you have to organize what you're going to say and now you're almost more nervous because you're not just online you're in live and in living color Mm -hmm. you see everything which is what I love because the facial expressions and the actual chemistry is so much more than what it is on zoom and I think People heard that this week on my episode with um, my girl. She's called at theworkinggirl.ca. She's super cool influencer from Vancouver. And it was just so nice to just have someone in person and not have to worry about Wi-Fi or worry about (laughs) a connection or my mic working. Like there's just so much more to it that I didn't know before I started a podcast, which is so crazy. Like even the slightest bark from one of my 10,000 dogs over there, like you hear everything and you just, all these little details you didn't know all of a sudden are arising. You're like, I need to edit that out. I need to fix this. I need to add music. I need to figure out what I'm talking about. And it's just, it's so crazy to me that how easy I thought this is. And here I am like almost six months after starting and now sitting back and be like, this is a lot of work, but I love it. (laughs) I love every stressful minute of it. And I'm a very stress person, high stress. I'm always in a high stress situation at work. So like, you know, I'll have to do something for content or something. And it's always last minute. I always stress about it. I do my tea of the week every night at like 10 o'clock before that episode needs to be like ready to go. (laughs) Oh my God, that's stressing me out. Yeah. And my whole team behind me is like, Tash, can you stop doing that, please? Like now we have like a set schedule on when things go in. So now I'm a little bit better, but that just started this week. Like, let's not get crazy. (laughs) A good thing to talk about actually is kind of having a schedule because, you know, you mentioned that you have a team. I wish I could say that sentence. I am almost completely solo still. Um, I do have one friend, Mickey, which I am obsessed with. I hope, Mickey, you're listening to this because I love you so much. You're literally such a lifesaver. Hi, Mickey. (laughs) Hi, Mickey. She has edited about half of my episodes. um, And I obviously, I recruit my guest. I write out my episode notes. I review it with my guest. I record it. I edit. And I do all the social media. And that is not my job. That is my passion project. So this is all happening while I'm living the rest of my life. And so I'm very jealous that you have people that are helping you. Can you talk about how you did that? Like, how do you have a team? How did that come about? Well, I don't, I, when I say a team, it's just me and another girl. Um, I spoke about her last week too, and I'm actually hoping to have her on because she's a talented little spitfire. I would literally not function <laughs> without her. But yeah, my girl Tash, um, shout out to her because she's literally my left arm. Hi, Tash. She is my social media girl. I will never take credit for my social media. I help her with what I want (laughs) and I help her with maybe captions or what I'm looking for in my head. Like when I first started this podcast and I was doing the marketing myself, quote unquote, I wasn't really marketing myself. It just was another Instagram post. But (laughs) when I was doing it myself, I literally attracted zero people. I didn't know how to like hashtag, like there's such an art to the social media part, like passion of it that I just, I can't grasp it. 
I can do my own Instagram with like a cute Christmas tree and like a cute little, you know, that's it. Tash is, she's so talented and like, I'm glad that I have the means to have a team right now. Who knows? Maybe one day I might be able to have a team, but for right now I'm making it work and I would never not make it work for her because she's worth every single penny (laughs) every single penny that's awesome yeah and so it it is a lot of work but like we both said we love it we're passionate about it there's a reason we dedicate so much time to it but it it's a lot (laughs) it is a lot and I honestly don't think people understand it yeah no the podcasters as much as podcasts aren't new it's still a new concept I think to a lot of people so that too but at the same time I do want to say starting a podcast has made connecting with people so I want to say easy, like especially during a pandemic, I have connected with amazing people, including you, through this pandemic that I would have never met outside of the pandemic. Like it has been a great resource for meeting new people. And because it's just audio for the most part, it's not as difficult to be a part of it because you don't need them in person with you. You, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's better, um, but you don't have to. And there's so many, there's so much room for flexibility with doing it, which is one of the biggest perks about doing a podcast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also find too that I was an outgoing person before I started a podcast, but I'm almost professionally outgoing now. Like I, I feel like I approach people better, even like my job is a lot of um, one-on-one. So I naturally have a very good personable attitude. And I feel like now that I'm talking to people who I don't know or who are taking the time for me, not that my attitude changes with people who I already know or anything like that. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful to anybody that I do know, but I just find that my, I don't know, my demeanor changes when I'm talking to like you, not in a bad way or like I'm two-faced or anything. Let's not get it twisted. Um, But just to a point that I'm just more professional in the way I talk. And I realized that sometimes in the past, maybe the way that I was talking to somebody or the way that I would say something is not necessarily the wrong way to say it, but it just wasn't right either, if that makes sense. So if anything, podcasting has taught me to really like chill out. Like don't be so aggressive, Tash, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I used to get told that I was like too aggressive as well, but I think you need a little bit of that like sass and like forward moving totally. attitude but I have one friend that's the aggressive one and that's just me I mean I chose this life <laughs> you chose it, girl. but tell us how you started like wanting to start a podcast like what was the initial idea of you like being like you know what I'm just gonna do this like what was that moment like for you so I actually had this idea I've always had this idea of being kind of the comedic relief host who doesn't know how to do anything and is totally open to admitting it and having people teach me how to do basic skills. I wanted that to be a YouTube show and then realized like I don't have the time or the knowledge on how to do that. So I kind of just dropped the idea. Then I started hearing podcasts. I was like, okay, these are cool. And then it clicked for me that this idea could be a podcast and probably even better so because people listen to podcasts as they're going about their day doing other things. And that's all I wish I had was that just kind of hearing some of these key terms I wish I knew or just basic steps I wish I knew. And that can happen while I'm doing something else. And so I think a podcast in my head made the most sense. The reason I decided to pursue it, um, actually, I had a boss who was building his own podcast space. So I was like, okay, if I get my stuff together, I can record in this space. And then by the time I had the guts to do it, actually, no, I didn't have the guts to do it. Then the pandemic hit. And then I, I let go of all of my excuses because all of them 
were things that the pandemic just stopped. Um, I couldn't travel. I couldn't, you know, my job had paused for a little while. Um, I had all the time in the world. There was nothing else to do. I couldn't go hang out with friends. So it hit me. I was like, okay, I don't have that podcast space with me now, but I don't really have any other excuse. And you don't need a podcast space to start. Of course, that's awesome. You don't need it. And so I decided, I actually had listened to this webinar and it was basically, okay, what is the one thing that's always bothering you? It's always on your mind. And I wrote down podcast. And then the sentence was, okay, fill in the blank with that word and say the sentence, coronavirus is the best thing to happen to my blank. And I put podcast and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to take this as like a negative, which it totally is, but I'm going to look at this as a motivator to start. So I just used like the iPhone headphones, my laptop and Zoom, and I just started emailing people and started booking and just started making notes of what I thought made sense for an episode, just kind of went for it. But it took a lot of guts to finally do it. It took me over a year to finally do it. That is so funny because it took me also a year to like figure it out. Interesting. Yeah, I just- It's a long time. (laughs) It's a long time. And like, I- loved the talking part of the radio station like right before and they're like telling us news or funny articles or whatever I always loved that part and when the music came on I was like wow by the time this song is over I'm going to be out of the car and I'm not going to know what they're talking about that bothered me Mm -hmm. and that really bothered me to the point where I was like googling what they were talking about after because I was I don't like thoughts and for me Mm -hmm. Podcasting is all talking. I am an all talk girl. I don't do anything else. And I'm the type that like, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I talked about it for an entire year. I drove my friends, my family, my boyfriend crazy about it, like bouncing ideas off of them. But I love them all. But nobody knew what this platform was. So for me, it was kind of like going in blind. And I had started it. I mean, you guys got shut down, I think the same time we did. Uh, for COVID. And it was mid-March. Yeah. And I think I released my first episode like the week before. Oh, wow. So I just haven't stopped. But I had a long time figuring out what my podcast face was going to look like, what my audio, how I was going to record. I don't use GarageBand. Mm-hmm. I use an app, um, which is easier for me because I'm so bad with technology. I'll do an episode eventually on technology and you'll have to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, I probably need it. I could barely use my iPhone. Never mind. <laughs> I just like woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record it. I'm just going to do it and just see what happens. And I just received a lot of love back from like my friends and family. And I think I'm slowly with you, of course, or slowly starting that podcasting ladder where we're starting to kind of get our name out there where like people are like, oh, I wonder what she's talking about this week. And even just like to look, sometimes I just tell my friends, I'm like, just swipe to the end. I don't really care if you listen, just swipe to the end. That's all I need. <laughs> um, my parents included. My mom's like, what are you talking about here? I'm like, just, just swipe to the end, mom. I'm like, don't. <laughs> um, but I still think that I'm learning, um, which is what I try to do with every episode. Like I see you have like a really cute setup and I'm like, mm, I'm going to try for this setup next week because it's so cute. I know she's not talking about me specifically because I am in a closet with no decoration because it's a closet, so she's not talking about me. (laughs) I love the closet. I just live in a smaller house, so we don't have, like, a decent-sized closet for me to do it in, so I'm currently in my room. 
Um, but I am planning to like judge up the space <laughs> to like give a little give a little podcast love, you know. Right. Oh, I know. My one of my big goals is to get to a point where I can have my own space for my podcast, even if it's shared with some other purpose, like it's an office for someone else or whatever. But like to decorate it, I just have like all these little visions of, you know, like one of those neon signs oh, or like something like that it would be so cool. Right now it's just a closet. Yeah, though, you so. need to Google <laughs> Caitlin Bristow's podcasting room. It's Oh, I know. I think that's where my inspiration's from, actually. <laughs> Literally, it's goals. It's goals. Like if I do not have a neon sign that says yeah. T with Tash on it. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I can see it now, girl. It'll happen because that sounds that sounds like a really cute neon sign. Right? How did I get this far? It does not sound like a cute neon sign. Your No, my neon sign would be pink and yours would be bright yellow. Like that neon, legit neon yellow color. Oh, I can see it now. Oh my God, it looks so good. You can see it. I, whatever, this is, these are the goals, okay, so we'll keep on the basics of starting, but I have, we have big dreams, guys. We, we have neon signs on and we're on our way beautiful part of it (laughs) on our way i'm gonna start from this closet and move my way up even if you stay in the closet like i love it thank you well (laughs) so here's the other thing with the pandemic i was in atlanta for work when the pandemic hit and since i was already on the east coast uh, because i live normally in los angeles i decided to go to new jersey where i'm from be with my family during this weird time and when, this is when I started. So I was like, you know what? All my research says you should record in a closet if you don't have a space because it helps kind of mute the sound and the echoes. So I was like, okay, I have no shame. I'll record in, in a closet. So I have my parents' walk-in closet. But when I go back to LA, I do not have a walk-in closet. So I don't know what I'm going to do when I go back. You'll figure it out. You touched on work. Um, do you want to tell us kind of what you do? And because I know what you do. I've heard it. it's really cool. <laughs> and I think it would be really exciting for everybody else to hear. Yeah, I actually love talking about what I do for work because it is so fascinating to people. And it's very fun because it's it's my every day, but it's very cool to other people. And I do kind of mention it a little bit because I share my own stories in my podcast. And I feel bad. That's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you is because I feel bad referring to my life when no one knows what I'm talking about who might be new obviously my friends and family know but uh so I work in casting for tv I've done both scripted so that's with actors and unscripted so reality programs and commercials um but I've noticed my biggest passion is with reality tv game shows those are my favorite because the energy is high all the time uh people are so excited about the opportunities for this like once in a lifetime chance to be on a game show and i just think that's it's so fun uh so i've done shows for abc game show network fox um all kinds of different platforms buzzfeed facebook netflix so it's really really cool um i'm currently working on two game show network shows which i'm sure not everybody knows uh that cable network but i grew up watching it it's literally a cable network of all these different game shows and so there's two that i'm casting now so if anyone's listening that's in southern california by the time you hear this i think there's one week left of casting um but it's called chain reaction and get a clue and they are both fun wordplay games that you can just look up on youtube um but yeah feel free to email me <laughs> and um but yeah so that's my job i find people get them these awesome shows uh, to be on and uh i do that for work you have one that was like your biggest project that like maybe people might know? Well, okay. So before I started casting, um, I actually worked as an audience coordinator for shows that had audiences in them, which of course now is 
weird, but back then I did so many shows, including award shows like the Teen Choice Awards, Kids Choice Awards, America's Got Talent, and Big Brother, which is my favorite show. Oh my gosh, that was the best day ever. I think I worked on that two different days, but that was definitely my favorite. Um, And then another show that I helped uh, coordinate audience for was The Price is Right. Just every day people would rush up to check in with me and they'd be like, I came here all the way from Ohio. This is the best day of my life. I've been waiting 30 years. And it's just like, this is just a Tuesday for me. So it's those moments that are just really cool, make me really, really lucky that I've had these job experiences. That is so cool. And two things. One thing is that I watched Prices Right growing up with my grandparents, so that show holds, like, such a dear little place in my heart. And me and my grandfather on my mom's side used to, like, bet who would win. And we bet, like, 25 (laughs) cents, but it was always his 25 cents, so, like, I never really won. It was always his money. (laughs) Second thing, like, low-key working on Teen Choice Awards and stuff like that, like, that's a subtle flex. That's so cool. Please tell me you wore a cute outfit. Actually, my Tell me. I take back what I said my favorite story was. I'm going to tell you my actual favorite story. And it was from the Teen Choice Awards. Um, So I actually went once um, as an audience coordinator. And I actually also went once when I used to work at Fox. So I've had a couple of memories there. But the one when I worked uh, coordinating audience is one of my favorite ever memories in my life. Um, So my job was to handle the quote-unquote mosh pit, which was a group of teenagers that were all up standing right up on the stage or right in front of the stage. And my job, being as as tall as teenagers at 20-something-year-old, my job was to be in the, like, kind of the front of the crowd, making sure their energy is high. So I would kind of push my way through the crowd, and I basically got to enjoy the show with these teens for work. But that's not even the best part. So the best part was before the show started, these kids had to basically sit at right in front of the stage for, like, I don't even know, like, three hours before we started the actual mm-hmm. award show and so they're just there they're not allowed to bring anything with them so they don't have water and I'm like okay we need to get them water so I found a, a production assistant and I was like do you have any water that I can just give them he gives me a whole box of water I start giving them to the kids that are towards the back not by the stage and then I realize, like yes pass it back pass it back but not all of them are they want the water themselves and I'm like oh, maybe I should just like go on stage so I can get the kids in the front but is that is that weird? But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I go up on the stage. Yes, I have boxes of water, but I just like ignore the water for a second because the kids are so excited. They're like screaming, like, hey, hey, hey. And they're screaming for the water. But it felt really cool because I felt like a celebrity with like these teens screaming at me while I'm on the Teen Choice stage. I was like, guys, like, I know you're just asking for the water, but I kind of feel famous right now. And they're like, what's your name? And I said, Amanda. And they're like, we love you, Amanda. It's the best moment of my life. And then I gave them water. That's hysterical. I love that. And just like the fact that you can say that you worked on that, like that's so freaking cool. I just want to walk one red carpet in my life. Just one. Like give me a bomb black high neck dress with some really cute shoes and a clutch and I'm set. Like that's all I want. I just want one mm-hmm. moment. No, it's awesome. Again, I don't know how this looks post pandemic, but before the pandemic, there's yeah. actually a lot of different ways to get to go to award shows as a seat filler or mm-hmm. just as someone that's attending them. I've attended not for work, but for fun. I've attended like the Radio Disney Music Awards, cool. the Grammys, the Emmys. 
And it's all through these sites where you just apply and just hope you get it. It's totally free. Your job is basically to make sure that these seats get filled so that when the camera pans to the audience, it always looks full. Because when a celebrity accepts an award, they walk away or they go to the bathroom or whatever. And so the seats are empty. And so your job as some normal person is to fill that seat so it looks full. But you still get to pick a cute outfit. You still dress up. You still look cute. That's part. Yeah, it's awesome. That's part. So. Oh my God, that is so cool. I wish I lived in the States so I could like just be on one show. Just one. I just want to be on one game show. We'll make it happen. Like It's going to happen. I'm going to figure it out for you and we're going to make I it I would die to be on Big Brother Canada because I don't think I can apply for the Big Brother in the States. Well, obviously not right now, but I don't think even before, but Big Brother Canada is just as good. I don't think the prize money is as much as what you guys would give, but I still think that would be fun. Oh my God, you should apply. Why aren't you? Um, I low-key did. So I'm kind of excited. Um, so I'm putting it out to the world that maybe I'll get in. Oh my gosh. You guys, you heard when. You guys heard when I get in. But yeah, that's a really cool job. And I didn't even know that job existed. I thought like a lot of people just like applied to be on game shows and like, but I guess you'd be the person to like interview them or something. I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, it's honestly an I can totally go into this more. I'm actually going to do an episode on this um, for like how to get on a TV show. Good idea. um, With a casting producer who's worked on a bunch of shows like The Circle on Netflix and The Bachelor. Um, So that episode is coming on my podcast. But um, just to touch on it a bit. Yes. So there's always a casting team that does this work. So like gets the people and shows them to the network to get their approval to be on the show. That's really cool. Yeah. Want to hear more from this podcast collaboration? Tune in next week for part two. And if you have the guts to start your own podcast, then you should definitely use Podcave to plan, publish, and promote it. Head over to the link in the show notes to start free. Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening.